This podcast is intended solely for blind and print-impaired audiences and is brought to you by the Radio Talking Book Service in Omaha, Nebraska. Hello, welcome once again to another edition of Who's Behind That Voice Volunteer Spotlight here on Radio Talking Book. This is Ryan O, your host, and we use these sessions to get to know the, the people that read for us even better than we already know them. Today we have a legend among our readers with us today, Tom Showmaker. You hear Tom about every Monday at 4 p.m. reading for your information and his favorite magazine, and one of ours is Smithsonian. Tom, welcome to the show. Why, thank you, Ryan. Uh, What a pleasure to be here in this booth where I observe people uh, for many, many years back when I would be uh, (laughs) here in person, but... Those days are I, gone. I remember. We'll get to those days shortly. Yeah. But before we do that, let's uh, let's wind back even further. Tell us about your background. Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? And and how did you come to be in Omaha? Well, I was born in Omaha. Well, My that explains family it. lived here. Yeah, and I went to uh, St. Margaret Mary Grade School on 61st and uh, Dodge, then Creighton Prep, then uh, went away. My mother died, and I. Went a couple of years to Creighton, but graduated from college at uh, University of Minnesota, where I lived with my brother for a time, and then I was on my own. Then I came back to Omaha and uh, went to law school, and got out of law school in 1973, and became a lawyer. So tell me about your time in law school. What what memories do you carry from there? Well, uh, law school is kind of a blur, and ah. I would... I, I tell you, I wish I would have paid closer attention, I think. Uh, but I got, let's put it this way, Ryan. I got out of there, okay? Now, back in, <laughs> back in those days, you, uh, it was much easier to get into law school than it is now. They're, they weren't as selective. And, uh, you know, I got through. I learned something. I, you know, I got, but I did pass the bar and become a lawyer. So the goal was to be a lawyer. And, you know, you really don't know in law school how to be a lawyer. It's, it's background stuff, like so many things. You know, you, you, you're not qualified to do what it is you're being trained for as soon as you are graduate. It mm-hmm. takes uh, some experience, and that's what I learned. So once you got out of law school, what did your life look like then? Well, I was uh, married. I had two kids, uh, and I was also working, giving guitar lessons, and this was a good little gig. I went around to all of the Catholic schools in town, and convince the teachers, I mean, can you imagine anybody doing this today? No. I would walk up into the uh, principal's office and say, hi, I'm Tom Showmaker. I'm a law student. I want to give guitar lessons. So I'll let me pass out all these flyers. And then the parents would contact me and I'd have group guitar lessons. And at one time I had as many as 90 students a week at the various uh, Catholic schools. So it didn't take me too much time, but I was able to make some dough. And then I was uh, like a lot of I became a t- school teacher b- before law school for one year before I went to law school. Really? Yeah. Uh, like many school teachers, you paint on the off season. So I was a <laughs> house painter and guitar lesson giver for uh, that's how I earned wow. money. Yeah. So you're a you're a rock star. Is that what we're coming down to here, Tom? Is playing well, guitar? You're a rock star. Well, uh, uh, actually, I was in a rock band in high school and college that we still exists, and we play every two years. We were called the Fabulous Phaetons, and we were quite quite popular actually in the 1960s. We would play at the teenage nightclubs that there used to be uh, in existence around town, and so I've always loved that. Played guitar. I, I have a guitar mass. 
that I have done for almost 50 years at uh, St. Margaret Mary's. So I still play the guitar. There was a time after law school, I, I would play in weddings, at least one or two weddings a week for years, you know, singing and playing. So that's been my avocation. And plus, I got involved in a lot of plays. So singing was uh, one of my, my talents, you could say. So tell me about your time as a lawyer, Tom. Uh, that I know that is quite interesting, and I would like to hear kind of how you rose up in the profession and what your, your climb looked like. Well, uh, it's like anything. You just keep moving, and then something happens. And I started off, I knew I wanted to be a trial lawyer, and you just need some experience to do that. When I got out of law school, I wound up working for a small little firm for about three years, kind of got some general background. And then I went to the county attorney's office. Uh, I knew a couple of people there, and they thought they needed another prosecutor. So I went over. Pinky Knowles was the uh, county attorney then. Wow. And we would handle these cases. And I, I was a, a felony trial prosecutor. So, you know, burglaries, murders, uh, thefts, uh, arson, all felony cases. I did that for a couple of years and gained experience in the courtroom. And then went to a, went to another firm. I, I left the pri- or the uh, public practice and went into private practice. I worked for a firm called uh, ultimately it was called Sidoro Daly and Showmaker, and uh, Emil Sidoro was a man who had a law firm, and he would hire younger lawyers to work for him. And we worked for insurance companies defending automobile cases and that sort of stuff, and got a lot of trial experience. And right away. The guy who was doing the medical malpractice in the firm was killed in a car accident. Oh, my gosh. And I wound up, I said, hey, well, you know, let me try and do this. So I did. And that's very early in my career. And ever since and until today, I represent doctors and hospitals in malpractice cases. And that's been my career. Tell me a story that sticks out because if, by my calculation, and math isn't my bag either, but uh, you've been doing about 40 years. Yeah. Now, yeah. He's 73. That'd be about 40 years. Tell me a story, uh, one story that stands out from your many years of practicing law. Well, it, it all blends together as a happy, happy memory. I've had some unpleasant memories. I remember giving a final argument, and a, the juror was about to start, and the juror walked right in back of me and he collapsed. He's dead. You know. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, that was the end of that trial. And then I remember one time we were had a case, and the, the, the witness is on the witness stand, and I was defending a couple of radiologists. And somebody came running into the courtroom, and is there a doctor in the house? Is there a doctor in the house? You know, and these guys are radiologists, you know, who don't, you know. They just look at x-rays, so they're kind of just sitting there. But the jury's looking at my clients, and I say, get out there and do, you know, do, <laughs> go do something. At least act like you're doing something. Yeah, uh, and that worked out okay. But there have been happy moments, uh, surprise moments, uh, difficult moments, bad moments, you know, the whole thing. It's But it's been interesting because um, I've been able to represent every kind of medical specialist and generalist over the years, one way or the other. So it's no end of the fascination about medicine and our bodies and, you know, uh, how how you treat people. So that's fun, overlaid with the law, which is, uh, it's it's very interesting in in, in the courtroom. But, you know, as time goes on, 
and I'm 75 now. My last trial, I remember thinking, kind of like what I was thinking at the end of my stage career, uh, I go, what am I doing this for? You know, the, <laughs> it, the, uh, <laughs> it's so stressful in, in the courtroom. And I, it's gotten worse, I think, over time. Plus, I think I perceive it in, in more, in, as more difficult. What I am doing now that is uh, pretty much uh, on hands is this volunteer lawyer project of uh, people that are being evicted. It's called the Tenants Assistance Program. Volunteer lawyers such as myself go assist people that are being evicted and work out kind of deals for them. So the people that I'm working with know that somebody volunteering there cares about them. I think that's very important, a real personal relationship, kind of person to Absolutely. person. Absolutely. And know that, hey, I don't know you, but uh, I'm going to help you. And maybe give them a little advice and, and you know, boost them and that sort of stuff. And then the younger lawyers see me uh, being happy with my opponent and the judge uh, and I are hobnobbing and laughing and stuff. And I'm trying to teach and impart a lesson to the younger lawyers that cooperation uh, and respect for your opponent is is so important for you. you know? I can't now, tell you, Tom, that, that sounds like a lesson we could all learn right now, given the way things are in the world today, um, yeah. no matter what the venue or the, the the backdrop. Well, Tom, aside from from your career, tell me about your family. Well, uh, I was married to a woman for 10 years who's still our buddy, uh, my ex-wife. With her, I had three children. They are all live in Omaha. They've all grown up a, a son who's 52, a daughter 50, and another daughter who's 46. And each of those three kids has two kids. They all live in town. And then uh, after my 10-year marriage to Angie, I uh, was single for about four years and then met Honey, uh, Lori Eckleby, my wonderful <laughs> wife. Uh, and we've been married 40 years now. And uh, we don't have children together, but... Uh, Honey uh, gets along. Every, every, all the kids, the grandkids, the stepkids, the this, everybody is uh, in a good place. And uh, I wound up with a wonderful uh, wife. Honey and I are uh, very lucky. We love each other very much, and we uh, have had a great uh, life together. And we love Lori, too. She also reads for us here. Yeah, well, so. she's just, you know, uh, I went way over my pay grade here. and. <laughs> Yeah, everybody likes Honey because she's a special person. Right. I, I ask this of all volunteers, and I'll ask you, do you have any pets? Well, uh, not now. A year ago, our third of three dogs uh, we had to put down. Oh. Well, for the last 33 years, we've lived out north here on an acreage, and we had, uh, we've had three wonderful dogs. And the last one, Bella, probably the most difficult of all to handle, but maybe the one we loved the most uh, got to the age where, you know, we had to put her down, which is so sad when that happens. Yes, it is. Uh, oh, yeah. And we love we loved uh, our dogs very much. But it is liberating when you don't have to be home in two hours and yep. this sort of thing or if you travel. Uh, so it's hard to know what we'll do as time goes on. We maybe can't maintain the acreage that we have, you know, and I'm 90. I don't think I can, but I'm trying, but, you know, time goes on. So maybe someday uh, if we downsize or move to some other place, we might get a little doggy because uh, 
I love those dogs, and yeah. so does Honey. Yeah. What else do you like to do with your spare time when you're not playing the guitar? Well, uh, I've always loved golf very much, and I've golfed my whole life. I go, I walk when I play, so I often play by myself over at Benson for nine holes, uh, and but I get games up with some of my friends that I've had for years, and I really, really love golf for, 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 for many reasons. And then another thing, honey, and I, I like to do is travel. In, in my uh, days as, as an attorney, part of the things I would do is have to travel around the United States to take somebody's deposition. When doctors are being sued, uh, they have to prove a case against the doctor, so they go find an expert witness somewhere. And over the time I've done this, they've been all over the United States. So I've been all over the United States and I get to travel and see where well, our country and, and Europe we've been to many times. And art museums is my big thing. Everywhere I go, uh, I try and go to the art museum, and that's a little avocation. I try and I'm a dilettante. Uh, you know, study <laughs> study something and try and learn something about art is another thing that fascinates me. How long have you been here at Radio Talking Book? Well, I remember going over to when you were at Tech High, which is a TAC, the TAC building, and then it went to Jackson Street, then it moved out here. So it has to be at least, uh, it's almost four, about 40 years. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. What happened? <laughs> yeah. And then I got onto this Smithsonian Magazine one time and thought, uh, well, this is perfect because uh, it, it, they originally had them. They were just perfectly one half hour stories, and which is my gig. Yep. But uh, it's been expanded uh, a little bit or it cut down. But, you know, it works out. I still read them. And I think it's interesting because there's just a whole gamut of things that, that is going to appear in that magazine. Yeah. So it's different. And the way you read it, it's clear that you enjoy it. That that always makes a difference. Well, it's terrible. So. You know, I, I slip into these yeah. little accents and stuff uh, to try and make it fun. But well, we love it and the listeners love well, it. Well, I, I tell you, I enjoy it very much. And if anybody gets any kind of satisfaction or enjoyment, more power to you and God bless you. Well, Tom, of course, our time has flown by because it flies when you're having fun. Let me ask you our last question. If there's a message you could give to the listeners, what would it be? Oh, well. I guess it's my trite kind of thing. No matter what your situation is, you just got to accept it and keep on going. And that's what I would say. Just keep on moving. Well stated, my friend. Our guest today is Tom Showmaker. He's our volunteer spotlight. Catch him every Monday afternoon at 4 with For Your Information, reading Smithsonian Magazine. Tom, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, goodbye, and God bless you. And this is Ryan O. with Who's Behind That Voice. Thanks so much for listening today, and please stay tuned to Radio Talking Book for our next program. Bye-bye, folks.